Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Doctors of Running podcast, where we, a group of doctors of physical therapy, discuss the art and science of running and the stuff that we put on our feet. Tonight, we are reporting shortly after the Green Bay Packers ended up defeating the Dallas Cowboys 48 to what was it? I mean, at one point it was 48-16. So it was just kind of like the most unexpected game, uh, except for David. You called it from the beginning. Yeah, unless you're talking to me. David is a Cowboys fan. Yeah. I I said this Uh, even like you had said this before we started recording, that I had said this even before the Packers got the nod in the first place. I said, I pray we don't have Green Bay. (laughs) This was like, I don't know what it is about that team, but for whatever reason, it just feels like Dallas is cursed every time we play Green Bay. And I was like, literally anybody on the planet but Green Bay. I would have rather lost that last game, got a wild card and played on the road than play at home against Green Bay. (laughs) Totally. You should have just... I should have just called Jerry up and been like, hey, man, like... (laughs) (laughs) If only the refs didn't uh, take away the win for the Lions two weeks ago. Uh, Yeah, you know, I mean, it it would have been a blessing in disguise, right? (laughs) Anyway... This is obviously not a football podcast, but I do bring it up. We're, we're throwing you notice, it back to OG where Matt sits here quietly not having anything to contribute. Totally. I think it is crazy, on. though. Like, it felt like I was the only person in the country, right? Like, everyone was like, Dallas doesn't <laughs> lose at happy. home. Like, they're playing a team that's a bunch of rookies and young people. Like, there's no way they could possibly win. I'm like, there's every way they could possibly win. <laughs> like, <laughs> and here we are. The next episode of Doctors of uh, Football... <laughs> I bring this up, not because we're going to talk much more about this, but if you notice that David's a little bit more sad, if he's a little bit off, you know why. If you didn't understand the context, you know why. And so here we are. Today's episode is actually going to be pretty fun. We are doing another ranking episode. Um, We are in a position where we are thankful that we get to test a lot of different shoes. Companies are gracious enough to partner with us to allow us to test a lot of different things, which gives us the opportunity to compare things to each other. That's harder to do when you have to purchase them all on your own. So we want to try to leverage that for the benefit of everybody. And what we're going to be talking about from a rankings perspective this week is our most soft shoe to our most firm shoe, um, or actually the order we're going to go in is firm to soft. And so the conversation really today center around, centers around the idea of softness, what that means in a shoe, and then how that plays out in our perception. So when I think about softness, I kind of have two categories in my mind. The first category is more of the scientific definition of softness, maybe how shoes are tested in a lab, the material science behind softness. Um, And then there's the other side, which is that subjective experience when you're out on the road and you're actually running in the shoe. And uh, we have enough studies that show us that there's a lot of difference between what it shows on paper in the lab and what people experience out on the road, depending on who you are as a runner. So that's why we wanted to give three perspectives on this list. We have 10 shoes that we're going to go through and we're going to kind of talk through our subjective feeling of softness and how that created the list that we have and we don't know what each other have ranked these shoes at yet we're going to be blind revealing these to each other so we'll see how much we agree or disagree and we actually expect some level if not major areas of disagreement Um, if we happen to all agree cool but I, i think we would expect difference because we are all different runners and the perception of softness is different so Matt, could you talk a little bit about, from that scientific side of softness, some of the things that are considered and how softness is measured? Yep. So typically, the term that's actually utilized to to the official scientific term is usually compliance of the midsole. Although, to be totally fair, 
uh, compliant, just very compliant midsole may be perceived differently by different people. But compliance usually refers to how much the midsole compresses. That's not how much it bounces back. It's how much it compresses under load. Resiliency, or sometimes, sometimes what we consider or use the phrase responsiveness, is how much something compresses and then bounces back. Or, or re, what's the term I'm looking for? Reforms goes back to its hopefully original structure. Um, those are two different things. So we want to clarify, we're talking about softness. We're not just talking about responsiveness, how much the foam bounces back. We're talking about how much we feel the foam compresses under our foot. And again, Nathan mentioned this, that that perception can really differ quite a bit between people. There is some early evidence to suggest that if you find something more comfortable, there's some theory out there that the compliance and how how the foam is compressing might be matching up with things like how your muscles are firing. So that's not confirmed. It's just some thought. So if it feels better for you, that's great. It also is under the, there's an idea that some people think that more softness is better. That's not actually true. Although typically people tend to gravitate towards softer things. There does seem to be an optimal level that people seem to like. So that's why if you look at things like the run cat scale, the comfort assessment tool, the thing will ask, does it feel like there's an optimal level rather than is it the softest thing? But we're going to talk about the softest to the firmest, firmest being something that we perceive as being kind of a a lower compliance. But again, that's going to be something different from responsiveness. I think a couple other interesting pieces within that scientific side that we've learned from some of the material science scientists who are in the game. Um, one of them is that with that responsiveness, it's not like the foam compresses two inches and then comes back two inches. It's it's the amount of lost energy within that return to its original shape. So it's through a hysteresis curve and the space between the two lines. So we actually went into a big conversation on on that on the podcast. Um, it was with the Saucony team with Andrea Paulson. So you could go back and look for that episode. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. The other thing that I wanted to mention too is um, uh, t- two more things actually. One is durometer is something that people talk about or will kind of do in their YouTube videos to show like how much uh, it deforms just from pushing on the outside. And it just does not give you a true picture of the softness of the foam. So you can kind of take durometer and put it to the side. Don't throw it out, but it's not something that's going to give you uh, a pretty reliable uh, idea of how it deforms under load. The other thing that we've learned about softness is that the compliance of the foam is one factor. Velocity is another. And so if you have a a foam that can comply has such compliance, if you load it fast versus loading it slow, it may have more or less compliance um, depending on how quickly you're loading it, which again can change the perception of, uh, of, of what the person who's running in it can feel. Matt, so I think that's kind of the scientific side. Matt, you started to touch on some of the subjective stuff. David, could you go into that a little bit more and talk about what you think about when you're running in a shoe and you're determining, is this, because somebody's going to ask you, is this a soft shoe? What sort of things go through your head as you evaluate what soft means? Yeah, so anytime we take a look at the word subjective, it's essentially in the name, but it means like how something feels qualitatively. So outside of a lab, outside of a number, what does it actually feel like on your foot? And again, like being in the qualitative nature of things that may differ from person to person. But subjectively speaking, when I take a look at softness out in the field and putting something on your foot, I look at a couple things. And one that I look at is probably the one that a lot of companies put a lot of emphasis in because it's what generates sales. And that's that initial step in. Once you put that shoe on, what does that actually feel like? And that's your first interaction with your foot and that platform and the floor. 
and that is going to have a little bit of a say, but things obviously change once they break in and you're moving around and you're actually using the things. So there's the initial step in, there's the actual movement, and you kind of hinted at it a little bit with compliance and resilience and kind of, you know, how the shoe actually operates under load. But once you move it, that might change. And so I, when I look at it from a field standpoint, I look at it from how does the shoe interact upon load and how does that feel subjectively? So the initial step in, I mean, you could step in, it's the softest thing on the planet, but the second you start running, if it doesn't have that or it doesn't have any give to the foam, um, there's actually an example later on, I think it's a little bit of a hot take on my list, but um, I think softness can get confused with stack sometimes. And stack height, meaning how high the shoe is from the ground, how much foam there is, usually measured in millimeters. I mean, always measured in millimeters. Um, let's say the max stack height right now, you know, 40 plus millimeters of stack under the, the heel. Just because it says that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be soft. It just means there's a lot of foam. And if there's a lot of foam, I mean, it may or may not compress a lot. Sometimes there's less bend to it because there's so much foam. So it might actually feel more rigid. So it really just comes down to what you feel under your foot. And that may or may not be different between people. And that may or may not be different between the materials used. And the materials being used might still be interacted different between the people and the paces that they're putting the shoe through. So I know Matt is itching to speak and I'm just talking over him right now, but it's my time to talk, no, Matt. And no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go for <Fine>. it. <laughs> so the couple things, just to, you, you brought up some really awesome points that stack height does not necessarily mean softer. And we've seen that very frequently. There's some other research out there that a lot of the things that will really influence what you feel are usually things that are closest to your foot. So an insole right. can play heavily into how soft it feels. I think that's one of the reasons Saucony, they've been using Power Run Plus and a couple models are using Power Run PB actually in their insoles. And so that will, that will change Puma how you might f- be doing that too. And then I, I think, P- yeah, I know a couple companies are, st- so again, people are actually put really putting a lot of work into their insoles because it does definitely impact how you feel. The other things that will impact this is what's happening like in the strobe board and the stuff right into the foot. So if you have a shoe where let's say like it has a carbon plate or some kind of plate, if that's really close to the foot, that may make the shoe feel firmer because when your foot is contacting that, that is the first thing proprioception you're feeling. So don't assume, and I love Nathan David hit this, that I, you know, hopefully this is not me poo-pooing on others, but the whole like pushing into the side of the shoe and going, oh, here's the durometer. You're not like loading the shoe correctly. You're loading it like from the transverse plane, frontal plane. Like that's not how the shoe is loaded. That's not how it's going to feel. And then you have like, you can sometimes have, yeah, like multiple materials there, multiple midsoles. David, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, think about how much force you're putting in with your thumb from the transverse plane versus how much force you're putting in from your entire body down onto the shoe or multiple times your body weight. Yeah, like it just doesn't add up at all. Right. One other thing worth noting too is from the science side, the scientific side of looking at materials, there's no standardized way for companies to report the softness of their shoes. Some of them are just reporting the foam itself, which does not incorporate the impact of the outsole on the amount of firmness or the insole and all the other components. Um, And so it really matters how companies choose to report this, but we don't have a standardized way. So just because something says it's super soft 
it's hard to compare that. And that's kind of what's fun about the list we're about to go through is just to kind of compare. So from, from what I, finally, on, a, on a side note, side note, I will say we have insider information that the companies that do tend to use the impactors, like the things that you see slamming down, usually their, their justification for why they're using that is that they hate their downstairs neighbors. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because it's so... It's, I, I really thought I was about to go off the handle here for a second. I was about to be like, oh man, are we going to have to cut something? Dude, are, I'm so happy I kept that. <laughs> Amazing. I'm sorry, let's go. So this finally gets us to our subjective of the day. And that just is us asking you all, when you think about softness of a shoe, what is going through your mind? What sort of questions are you answering? What sort of sensations are you describing? We'd love to hear what sort of uh, ways that you describe, as David said, that qualitative data, that information that you give about what makes a shoe soft or firm and what parts you care about the most. So here we go. I am going to do a couple things. The first one is I am going to list all of the shoes. So maybe after I list it, you could rewind this and pause it and and you know, write, to, write them all down and make your list, see how much you agree with our takes on these. Obviously, you may not have been able to run in all of these, but you could kind of guess where you think these might fall, even just from what you've read or heard before. So I'm going to read through all of those. And then we're going to go all the way from our 10th most soft shoe, so our firmest shoe, all the way down to our softest shoe in terms of our subjective report of what we think is soft. And we'll kind of talk about why we ranked it where we were. So here's the list of shoes. We have the New Balance SC Trainer version 2, the Nike Alpha Fly 3, the Brooks Hyperion Max, the Saucony Ride 17, the Hoka Clifton 9, the Asics Nova Blast 4, the Vomero 17 from Nike, the New Balance More V4, the Cloud Surfer from On, and the Asics Nimbus 26. So there's your 10 shoes. Take a chance to write them down and make your own list. <clears throat> um, and as you noticed, we kind of have a very wide array of types of shoes. We didn't do all trainers. We didn't do all racing shoes. We've got a mix everywhere from the super shoe to the daily trainer. So um, let's let's get into it. So let's go from our firmest shoe first. Um, David, why don't you tell us what your pick is on this list for your firmest shoe? All right. So contrary to the name of the shoe, I'm going to go with the Brooks Hyperion Max as my firmest shoe on the list. I I don't find DNA Flash to be that soft, and there's not a whole lot of it. It's, what, 30, I don't know, mid-30s in comparison to a lot of the other shoes, and it feels pretty grounded. There's a decently thick outsole on there, and like I said, I don't find it to be that soft anyways on the instep. Uh, it's, it's a, like a neutral low riding shoe. It's not like there's that much under the foot and it's like, there's still a decent amount of cushion, right? Like all of the shoes on our list have a decent amount of cushion. Like none of these are like, the day and age yeah, none of these are below 30 millimeters of stack with a regular EVA outsole where it's like low to the ground and it's going to be firm no matter what. Like all of these shoes have a certain aspect of foam. So by me saying that this is the firmest shoe on the list, that does not mean it's the firmest shoe on the market, just so that I put that out there. Yeah, we, we made sure. Yeah, don't worry. Don't, That's great. Don't so, confident. David, what I'm going to say here, too, is that is my uh, number 10 soft shoe. Because looking at me like I was crazy. Hyperion Thank you. Max. Yeah, here's here's my most firm shoe. And I, I pretty much just agree with everything you said. I don't have much to add, but there's not a lot of forgiveness when you go into it. It's a very quick responding shoe. This is, we just have to give the shout out for Andrea. This is her favorite shoe oh, of it last is. year. Yeah. She, yeah. Has, she has bought multiple shoes of this one and 
She's like in the the new um, uh, Rebellion Flash, Flash two. version yeah. two. I like a Flash lot, yeah. Yeah. You know, too. So, yeah. yeah, apparently that got dethroned. So, but yeah, but this this shoe is is very beloved by one of our team members, and just because, like we said, firm isn't bad, but this is definitely the the most firm on this list for me. Matt, what's your number number ten? It's the Hyperion Max. Oh, there we oh, go. Right. So I, yeah, there we go. Yeah. I was just like, oh gosh, David, you and I are going to have to do the same. We had that exact same answers the entire time. So. <laughs> I mean, we'll find out. Yeah, it is fun to argue. We'll, we'll I mean, find I mentioned some, to argue. We'll, we'll find know, something like, to argue about, about something. Yeah. I didn't get in a fist fight after exactly. the game, so I got to do... <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> got to get your aggression out somewhere. So my, my thing is, and Brooks, typically in the last couple of years, I've noticed, like especially the Flash and a lot of the foams have been, to me, perceptively and subjectively much firmer. Like I know a lot of people really liked the glycerin series and said they were soft. I did not find those soft at all. I found them fairly firm for whatever reason. I don't know, but the flash certainly tends to be a little bit firmer. So yeah, I would, I definitely put that as the firmest shoot, not necessarily a bad thing. It was still a great shoot to run in, um, but definitely the firmest of this list. Great. Matt, why don't you bring us to number nine? Yeah. So my number nine, let's see if we can create some controversy was actually the Nova blast four. Um, I did not find that shoe that soft. I found it very different from the Nova Bass 3, which I found to be very, very soft. Um, I found just, I think a lot of it is the geometry where it just seemed to snap me forward so quick that I just found it kind of the second firmest of this group, which is not bad because it was my understanding this is meant to be a little bit more up-tempo. Um, it's just not as soft as I as some of the other things on here. So see if we create some controversy with that. Yeah, I get the reasoning. It's not my pick, but I um, I certainly see the reason. Um, my pick is a little bit of a hot take, I think, um, being at number nine here, because I think it's a shoe that a lot of people put on their feet, and they're like, wow, this is so soft. And I think it's one of the things that in the marketplace, everyone says it's so soft, and everyone knows it for being high stacked and cushioned, and it's on the feet of so many people in the country. And again, this isn't a knock on the shoe, but I'm sure you know where I'm going with this at this point. I put in enough hits. It, it's the Hoka Clifton 9. And it's an EVA midsole. Like, it's a pretty flat doll. Like, there's yes, there's a lot of foam under there, but it's like what we were talking about earlier. Just because there's a lot of foam doesn't necessarily mean it's soft. And when we look at a lot of the shoes on this list, a lot of them are using newer generation foams that have a little bit more compliance, a little bit more resilience. And you can just feel a little bit more play in the foam. And I feel like you don't feel that as much in the Clifton. And for a good reason, that might be why it does so well standing for so many people. You know, like it kind of holds its structure. Um, so I'm not here to say that it's, again, not a soft shoe. But it, I think contrary to the public opinion, I don't perceive this as like one of the softer shoes in the market. I think there's a lot of other things out there that are softer. And so for my pick is the Hoka Clifton 9. Well, mine is Clifton 9 Let's too, go. David. You and me. We're, we're on lockstep right now. I totally agree with you. I think from the version 8 to version 9, there was a change in the foam, but it made it more responsive and bouncy, not so much softer. Um, I think, like you said, public eye, Clifton is like, oh my goodness, I've never felt something more soft in my life. The Bondi has talked about that way too, but it's a pretty darn firm shoe. Um, and so I, I'm totally on board with you there. I love the amount of like softness in this shoe. This was one of my favorite trainers of last year. Um, I, I would put a lot of long runs in and it was bouncy and firm enough to pick up the pace. So I loved its versatility. Well, it's still really 
felt really protective and cushioned, um, but it didn't have that mushiness or like a lot of spring and displacement that you would feel. So I agree with you, David. It, it's it's on the firmer side of this list. Can I take this for a second to address something I think is really important? Because I've been thinking about that, that a lot of people will come to this entire list of shoes. I can guarantee if you take the average person off the street that doesn't run, if you put them in any one of these shoes, I almost guarantee you they're going to say the exact same thing. This is the softest shoe I've ever felt. Because to be honest with you, my number eight is the Clifton 9. Because I found the same, I found the same thing where it, you know, everybody says it's soft version nine to me was on the firmer end for how much, even though, yeah, it's a lot, it's, there's a lot of foam, but I have to think that we remember that a lot of people getting into running will certainly perceive these as, as soft because relative to what they've been walking in like if you're walking in a pair of vans and that's what you know, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking, yes, a lot of these people are going from vans, right? Right. So we are we are coming from a, a van, I mean van's not the only shoe, but we're coming it's the just only knowing shoe. of the whole list. It's yes, running the shoe companies and vans. <laughs> and the on cloud act. I'll give mine then for eight. Um so this is a shoe that got a pretty significant update from last year because they went to a whole new midsole for the, the company's use of it. Um and that is the Ride 17. They put Power Run Plus in this shoe. I would say the rides of old were would be even firmer than this one. This is definitely a little bit softer, but it still runs. I think Power Run Plus, even with the, the Triumph, has always been on that firmer responsive side, not that squ- soft, squishy side of things. So for me, it's the Ride. It's I think that the flexibility also makes it feel a little bit softer, um, but it's it's a little bit still not mushy soft um, or having a big amount of compliance. So that's that's my number eight. I guess that leaves me, huh? David, it's your turn. All yeah. right, my number eight's going to be the Saucony Ride 17. So looking at the Saucony <laughs> Ride 17, uh, I agree. Let's so go. the rides of the past were definitely <laughs> on the firm side. but And they did put the Power Run Plus in. That did make it softer. But again, this is this isn't that max stack height shoe by today's standards right now. It's sitting at about 35. So there's just less of it. There's a little bit more outsole coverage than in previous rides too, so that also kind of firms it up a tad. And so, yes, it is softer than previous rides. Yes, the Power Run Plus is decently soft, but there's less of it. There's more outsole coverage, and I just feel like it's just on the firmer side there. And that's not a bad thing. I actually really like the shoe. Um but I just, yeah, it feels like it's on the firmer side of this list as far as that's concerned. David, you want to bring us to the next one? Yeah, my next one is where I think things start getting a little bit juicy, right? Because we start getting towards that top five there. Now, this one, I actually flip-flopped my choice once or twice, so I'm trying to make sure, looking at my arrows here, I got it correct. Uh, (laughs) But I think I'm going to go with it, and that's going to be the Nova Blast 4. And so Nova Blast 4, it's a it's a mix of things, because it, originally when I first wrote my list, it was actually a spot or two up in the softness area. And it's because of the different things I'm looking at. And when I look at what Matt was saying earlier, which I agree with, it kind of pitches you forward quick, and the compliance, it's not really there. I will say, however, if you sit there or stand there and you just kind of press your heels into the ground or just your forefoot into the yes. ground, there's quite a bit of compliance, and yes. it feels softer than some of these other shoes. But not but when once you're moving. you start moving, yeah. that, that story changes a little bit. And so 
even though I kind of initially had my brain thinking like, okay, this is on the softer end. And I mean, how much stack is there? There's 42, something like that. It's above, it's above the, the uh, 40 millimeters. Yeah, yes. so like even with though... The, with the insole. Yeah, yep. even yeah. though there's that much, I mean, it still, still rides on that firmer side for how much there is. And so that's another great example of like just because there's a lot of it doesn't mean it's going to be marshmallow soft. And I'm actually happy it isn't. I like this version better than the 3. And I, I would, yeah, I would like, agree. I actually, yeah. the A6 move to that having that eco line was big for me because I actually thought their foams were a little too soft. So it actually made it better for me. I will, I will say that the also that they did improve the stability in the heel. I think a little bit because of that firmness, where the first couple versions were had some one and two, one and yeah, two especially. Oh. They were really, they were really wild. I irritated my Achilles. I think in each one. Oh man, you're oh, kidding my gosh. me. We are uh, nope. I got Nova Blast four on there too, which Nova Blast three was my favorite trainer when the year it came out. Um, and I've talked about this with the Nova Blast before with their design in the forefoot where they have the cutouts and kind of that bulgy middle. It in my mind it feels super cushioned. Like when you run and you feel it, it's cushioned in the forefoot. But I wouldn't describe it as soft. There's some kind of difference in there where again it gives you that kind of like protective feel, but it's not mushy soft and it's not this kind of trampoline either. Um, and I agree with you when they move to this eco versions, it firmed things up a little bit. And, and so you could definitely feel that there. I do think this is an overall soft shoe, but in the list, I think there's other ones that are, that are softer. Uh, definitely. But I'm with you, David. I wonder if that's an area of, of issue in the global population. People are using the incorrect words. Like we've talked about how people use the phrase support in the past and they were actually talking about cushioning. I'm wondering if people are using soft and what they're really meaning is just there's a lot of stuff underfoot and it's, they're not even understanding like the compliance and things like that. But just a thought, we need to standardize that. Oh, is it my turn? It is the Ride 17. So we're all found something similar. I think the Power Run Plus uh, edition definitely made this shoe soften up. Uh, it is very, in my mind, also very responsive to. I've done plenty of workouts. And I think I agree with David that the outsole design also adds to a little bit of that firmness. But I do think it's softer than the Clifton 9, Nova Blast 4, and certainly the Hyperion Max. So it goes on my whatever number we're on. Man, I'm out here looking for drama. We ain't getting none of it. Dude, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happened last time. I'll, I'll go next then. I'll bring us in for number six. Let here. me redo like, mine and I'll just create differences no. just to create arguments. I like this. I, I think it's... Fly 3, firm as shoe of the group. No, just kidding. It's also validated a little bit here, maybe for some of our perception. Interesting. But uh, my, my next one, rounding out the lower half or the firmer half here... Um, is another ASIC shoe. It's the Nimbus 26. If this would have been, and so this again, they moved to the uh, Flight Foam Blast Plus Eco for this shoe. The 25 was a mushy shoe. Right. I, I, I had a, hard, had a time. hard time taking that shoe on long runs because I, my my feet would be sore just from how much they had to stabilize. It did not work for me. This one has been much firmer. Um, much firmer might be too strong a word, but it's definitely firmer, firmer and more balanced. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more stable. It's always had the wide base for stability, but with how soft and just wobbly it was for my foot, I didn't I didn't enjoy that so much. So there's way less sinkage in this shoe, and they firmed it up, I think, to a, a happy place where you still get a lot of that protective feel. It's even a little bit more rigid in the forefoot, so you propel forward through that rocker not propel in a fast way but just kind of translate forward well over the forefoot rocker um so i've been a big fan of what 
changes they made for the firmness of this shoe. So my number six is the Nimbus 26. What about you, Matt? Uh, so my number six is actually the exact same thing. Uh, it's the Nova, uh, definitely the Nimbus 26, where I think a lot of people, even to be honest with you, 25, I didn't find as like super mushy as people described it. Um, and I will agree that the 26 is a little bit firmer. And again, it's one of the great for me personally, how I perceive this is really kind of middle. It's, there's a ton of foam underfoot. Protective is definitely how I would say this. Nice and rocker, definitely how I describe this. Stiff, definitely. But not the softest shoe out there. It's fairly kind of middle for me, which is why I put it here for that softness, which I actually enjoy because I don't typically like mushy shoes. That's probably why I've gotten a good number of miles on these just because I've liked that. So yeah, I'm totally in agreement. Yeah, so I'm uh, not going to pick the Nimbus. Uh, I'm going to pick... Our first time not being the same. Yeah, and I feel like this is kind of a little bit of an oddball one, but I'm going to say the Cloud Surfer. Uh, Instep soft, ride soft. There's a lot of give to kind of the gaps in the midsole here. Um, Now they use helium foam, right? Or, well, Cloud Tech phase, yeah. Um... It's a soft shoe, and there's no plate in this one. You know, like, they have the speedboard in almost every shoe, but not in this one. Um, But there's also a little bit less foam, and it does compress a little bit dynamically, and I do feel like that ride does kind of bottom out a little bit, and at the end of the day, it does kind of have that EVA ride, like, feel to it a little bit, where it's, it's that initial soft, but at the end of the day, if I'm looking at a bunch of shoes and I just ran 10 miles in each one, I don't know if I'd be picking this one as the softest shoe at the end of those 10 miles. And so that, that's kind of where my reasoning comes through on that one. Uh, but initial step in is soft. I will definitely agree with that. And I, I also look a little bit at like how much is my intrinsic foot muscles working a little bit. <laughs> There's some other yeah, shoes that it's working not a little the bit most more. Stable. So. Yeah, not the most stable. Well, I'll start us off for our number five. So we're into the top half here. Um, My pick here is the Vomero 17. Uh, This is a shoe that has a dual density midsole. You have more of an EVA kind of on the bottom, and then you have Zoom X on the top. It's an interesting shoe in that way, but we talked about step-in feel. You can really feel the softness of the Zoom X of this blend of it when you step into the Vomero. That's what, for me, brings us to the softer category. Otherwise, it would probably be further up the list in terms of firmness, but that that Zoom X on the top does a big uh, job of creating a soft feel here, and it's Zoom X, so it also has that bounce back. So um, I've talked about this before, and I think I've already mentioned it today, but for me, there's a difference between mushy soft, where your like, feet kind of sink into it in different spots, and then there's like trampoline soft, where the whole midsole deforms together, and I think that, you know, this form of Zoom X is a little more of the everything kind of compresses together in the heel, but in the forefoot, you can kind of sink into your toes a little bit. So yeah, definitely on the softer end, but since it's not full length, you still get that firmer bottom. And just like you talked about, David, with the Cloud Surfer, I feel like I bottom out the Zoom X, um, especially when I pick up the pace, not bottom out in a bad way, but I just use it all. And uh, that's why it's not even more on, on the softer side of my list. So Vomero 17 for me. Random question. If we did this as a walking shoe review, do you think you'd have the same answers? That one ranking? might be softer, I think, for that yeah. reason. Just makes me wonder. Yeah, same like with the when surfer. You, yep. Yeah, when you put a foam 
a like on the on as, as a top layer, you're going to hit that first. So again, that's that's going to be your perception. If you're loading the shoe more and you're moving through that, you know, that's also the reason I wonder, you know, people sometimes will refer to the cloud, like the on shoes as really, really soft. I found the cloud surfer pretty soft. Um, but I wonder if it's because when you're walking in it, it does feel relatively soft because you're just not you're not loading and bottoming out the shoe as much. Just a thought. I have no idea. Who's next? It could be you or David. Why don't you keep David, going? David, you go first. Okay. David, to uh, to rock the boat and go completely off the rails within a pick or two. I'm going to go with the Nimbus 26 because we're all in <laughs> agreement tonight, right? Apparently, um, so it's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a lot of foam. It is soft. It's not like it isn't, but it just like it just holds its structure really well. And be, I don't know if the, some of that's the eco materials in it, but it just doesn't quite like that mushy soft you're talking about. Doesn't really have that. That trampolini soft has a little bit of it, but not a whole lot of it either. Like it just, it's very protective. I think is what you said, Klein. And I agree with that. It's like it doesn't not feel protective. It feels very protective. No, but it just doesn't. Definitely max. Yeah, it's definitely max yeah. cushion category. Like there's no question about it. But it just doesn't quite feel soft. You know, and like it, but, but it does feel softer than the other ones because like, yes, there are some softness elements to the foam and there's a lot of it. So by default, like it's going to compress a little bit more and you're going to notice it. Um, so it kind of goes up the list there, um, for that reason, but yeah, for whatever reason, I I don't know, but I'm happy it's firmer because the Nimbus 25, like you said, I, I couldn't run in that shoe. I know a lot of people loved it, but I just couldn't do it. And the 26 for me is like so much better. I don't know why. We, uh, it, it, I believe these are sometimes public uh, eye, but we all we often get from companies their take on how soft shoes are compared to the competition. And what they do is they create a like a cross matrix where one way it's it's firm to soft, and then up and down it would be responsive to. Well, I forget the opposite of what they define as responsive and something else. And so we're <clears throat> we're kind of dancing around that concept too, where it's not just firm to soft, there's so many, and I would say there's more than just, you know, firm, soft, and responsive to non-responsive. You also have these other matrix that that all play into it. So, all right, Matt, what's yours? What's your number five? <laughs> so I like exactly what Nathan said, and actually, you know, also talking a little bit what what David said as well, where I found ZoomX was really nice underfoot, and it and it created a nice cushion ride, but it wasn't the softest. It's definitely to me felt softer than the other ones, and I think it's because using that foam right underfoot, and it was really nice. But I actually appreciated this shoe not being mushy, and I've got almost a hundred miles on these because it's not mushy because I really like the way it it has broken in the fact that there's really nice sidewalls in the rear foot that that for me create just enough guidance for this to still be neutral but for me to still want to use it so yeah it's not mushy it's just kind of right in the middle at number five for me so i think this brings up a point really quick too about type of foam and amount of softness so the invincible is a shoe with full length p-backs and no plate but the type of of zoom x and which is a piba based foam um, or P-backs based, they uh, they use a different compound than they do in their racing shoes. And so it has a little bit different flavor, a little bit different firmness. And just because something's P-backs doesn't mean it's going to feel super soft. The same would be true for the Tracksmith Elliott Runner. I have a couple pair of those. And that's a, that's a I would put that probably 
tied with the Hyperion Max for you know how wow. soft it feels because it's a pretty firm shoe, even though it's a PBAX based shoe. So just because something's PBAX versus EVA, which is the type of polymer that makes it up, doesn't mean it's going to be softer. I, I will say, I will say really quick in terms of flavoring, I have tried eating the Invincible. It does not taste good. <laughs> Did you like take a grater to it and put it over? No, was, I, no, some, no, no, no. Just, just it's a, better. Like, it's better as a garnish. I just licked, licked it. it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, I, nice guess, I guess foams can have smells, and if things have smells, they can have tastes too. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not here to judge. You know, Dude, my team ra- just lost. Random. So. Okay. Random. <laughs> random off topic. Does anybody? Everybody knows like the new shoe smell, right? Like. It's like sometimes it's really good. Was I found with some of the the super foams that the new new uh, shoe smell is like very plasticky. And yeah, it's, it's, it's like kind of like whoa. It's like almost too it's much. Not good. It's almost like sulfurous. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's bad. Hmm. Yeah. All right, David, bring us into number right, four. Coming in at number four, I think we are going to have our first. Oh, I guess we only have looking at the list here. Oh, we should only have four more. There's shoes. five more shoes. There's five more shoes. Five more? Yeah, well, no, David, we got four David more hasn't shoes. His Romero yet? Four, three. Yeah, we have two, four more one. to pick. Four, four more, more to yes. pick. Yeah, four more but, to pick. Yeah, four more to pick. But there's five available to pick because I'm keeping notes. If you've seen me looking away, it's because I'm taking notes and I'm creating a, a tally. I you just didn't want to look at me. But okay, David, well, that's what, good. What's um, <laughs> what's your number four? Yeah, no, number four is going to be the Alpha Flight Next Percent Three for me. So. Um, Zoom X, soft, plate, not soft, airbag, not soft. <laughs> so there's a lot of softness underneath it. You get a lot of trampolini. You get, you, you feel all of that. This shoe is very responsive and you're seeing it on the feet of a lot of people for good reason. Um, it is a max stack marathon racing shoe and it does use P-backs. It does use a, you know, arguably the softest thing they have at their disposal, but the other components, including the outsole and some of their stuff, it does firm that experience up. And so even though it's a very cushioned ride, I do feel like there's aspects of firmness that do show themselves. And so it's not number one on the list, you know, because of that. Or number two even, or three. It's number four. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I agree with you so much. That is also my number four on my list. Um, it's, yeah, it it is the epitome of kind of that entire shoe has to compress together partially because of the plate being close to your foot, as you mentioned before, Matt. So when you push down on the right side of the plate, the left side is going to deform down with it. So it just, that stiffness front to back just really moves you quickly over it. And I think that this type of foam is so velocity dependent that it doesn't just feel mushy and soft. It's it's definitely soft. And if you stand on it, like you mentioned for that other shoe, David, if you rock back and forth on it, whoo, doggy, that thing can move. But it is, I, I would agree with you. It's a soft shoe and it feels really soft. Um, but there are other things that feel softer to me. Don't tell me. Don't do it. He's going to do it. He's got, a, he's it, got a face. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. There it is. Yeah, so my number four was exactly the same thing. And I think over the compared to previous Alpha Flies, I did find it. The vest like, you're wearing, is that, is that an AP is... for Alpha Fly? I'm just no, kidding. No, it's for AP. I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> Those who pass their comprehensives in the PhD get the, this cool vest, which I'm repping. Oh, there you Thank, go. Uh, Dr. Karam over at uh, APU for getting this for me. Um, but um, yeah, I, I I feel the same way as you two where – it is an incredibly 
bouncy shoe, but the way this is set up, especially with the AirPods, the forefoot's on the firmer end for sure. So the heel is definitely a little softer, so I feel myself getting up on my toes. But again, it's the whole package together. This is not your soft, mushy shoe. This is your very resilient shoe. You're going to load it, and it's going to pop you back up. So it's not what I would say is soft. There's softer shoes on this list, but don't let that be a knock against it. It is still, I think, if not the one of the most aggressive midsoles on the market, for sure. So... Just not necessarily soft, softest isn't necessarily the word I would use. All right. We're in our top three now. Um, and I, I can I can lead us off here. So this next one for me is one of those where the foam is really soft, but the elements add a little bit of stiffness. But I would call this a very soft shoe. We got the New Balance SC Trainer V2. Um, the again, I think fuel cell is a really soft foam. And it's really soft in this shoe too. I'm glad they gave this one a plate. I I I kind of harpen on a lot of companies that meanlessly, meanlessly, that's not the word. Uh, they put in a they they put in a, a plate for the heck of it, and there's no purpose. It's meaningless, meaninglessly. That's the, <laughs> oh, this is hard. Just say meaningless. It's just meaningless. This one has a plate that stabilizes a foam that allows you to train in it. This is a shoe that when I was going through my foot stuff that besides the toe spring in the front, it worked really well because of how soft the foam is. It decreased some of the acute pressure on the bottom of my foot. So I really liked that softness there. But again, just because there was too much toe spring, it didn't, if you can, I, I recorded a solo episode about my specific injury, but um, yeah, super soft shoe um, plate firms it up just a touch, but not that much. Like you're still going to, if you like soft shoes, if you want one that runs a little bit faster, I think this is a great option, um, but also works really well for daily training. Like I think that if this one, and this one was also a little bit small for me fit wise, if this shoe fit me better and didn't have as much toe spring, it would be as versatile for me as like the speed three from Saucony. I, I had the, the same experience where foam, very soft, actually soft enough um, to me that I had, a li- I've, it's been a little bit limiting where I haven't really been able to do long runs in it. I know it, I'm sure it works great for long runs for a lot of people. For me, it's just not stable enough because the foam is so soft for that, but I can still appreciate a shoe that's very soft and you can run fast. And like more than half the runs I did in this were workouts and it felt better as I ran faster, but definitely since it's meant as a training model, that fuel cell foam is very soft. I mean, it's the same thing. I think we said the SC Elite, not to be the SC Elite 3, not to be negative about it, was like the least super, well, one, not the least, but it was kind of the most friendliest of the super shoes because the foam didn't necessarily feel super aggressively bouncy, just felt really soft and, and protective and, and compliant. So I think it's kind of the same thing here in a little bit more trainer version that's truly meant for training with that plate design and foam. But yeah, I, I definitely agree that it's on the top three for softest shoes. What you got, David? Guys, All right, let's move forward. SC Trainer V2, yeah? I, I This is this is going <laughs> nowhere. I want drama. Give me drama. I don't you know. Yeah. <laughs> At least we know we've got differences in views on the cloud oh, surfer. So hopefully we'll have some... Uh, <laughs> yeah 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 it's the sc trainer cool. v2 for all the same reasons they said all right moving forward <laughs> <laughs> all right david why don't you bring us what's your number all right, two? my number two is gonna be something that you guys keep wanting me to bring up but i haven't brought up yet so that's gonna be the nike vomero 17 now wow. when wow. we take a look at softness subjectively we do have something to argue i mean about. i don't think we do because 
Yeah, Everything you said checks out for me except for one thing. The step in soft, you know, you have this kind of compliance where you it's noticeable in the instep and it's noticeable dynamically. You have this kind of soft, mushy, but also this bounciness to it where you can tell that there's responsiveness. Where we disagree is where you guys said it kind of bottomed out a little bit. It doesn't bottom out for me. I've taken this thing for 20 plus mile runs and it's felt just fine. Um, so that softness is maintained over length. And I don't know if that's my dynamics, like how I move. I don't know if it's how I'm loading the ground, what I'm running on. But for me, it doesn't really bottom out. And I have over 100 miles on mine and it's still soft. So, dude, hundred mile review. Yeah, dated, yeah, I should do that. Review. I'm still focused on catching up on all the other writing I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I would I would agree with you. Bottom out isn't the right term I would use. I think I just go through the Zoom X enough. That's what I felt like. Too. Yeah, it's and not it's, it's not wrong. Yeah. It's your experience, but, you know. Yeah. And, to be fair, I've also taken it on some of my longest runs, and I totally agree it does phenomenal for that. Yeah, I think it's just interesting. I'm glad we disagree on the, the perception of softness, though, because we have. But I, I don't. I don't know if we do, on. though. I feel like our perception is don't. exactly yeah. the same. Our experience was a little bit different. Right. Yeah, I think maybe it's one of those. Maybe I mean, if we watch Matt's mechanics, there's a good <laughs> chance that he's putting like a a higher total degree of loading through the shoe at certain points. And then, then you do, David. Same with me. I think that we're Matt and I are probably more similar in our mechanics in some ways than you and I. And maybe it's not all mechanics, but um, I, yeah, I think it's possible that maybe we use up the foam and and you don't. Yeah, and there's no plate, so it's you know you feel all of it. So that's why that's also like above things like the Alpha Fly, for example, because of the components around it. Yep, and maybe too, you know where you know, how much of our foot is contacting at a time. You know, if I'm, I might run a little bit more lateral on some places and put higher pressures to smaller areas, whereas, I don't know, who depends? It depends, but cool. Matt, what's yours? Yeah. So I'm, the Cloud Surfer is my number two. And it was, this is the first actually soft on shoe that I felt. Um, and it is still, I think the softest one I have, what is it, the On Cloud? Um, oh my gosh, not the echo. Uh, why am I, I am to. I'm sorry, everyone. I am blanking. I've uh, got a set of the, not the monster. Um, Swift. Yes. Uh, the eclipse. The eclipse. So I actually found the eclipse. Like it's well, uh, well cushioned, but it is, it is firmer to me than the cloud surfer. I found the cloud surfer very soft. But I also found it soft in a responsive way where I, again, another shoe that I did a good number of workouts in because it, it's it's a little, it's got some snap to it, which was great, but it's also not stable enough for me because of the slightly narrow platform and that softness where I can't really take it for longer efforts. But it is, in my perception, the second softest shoe of this list. Yeah. Um, mine is also the Cloud Surfer. So this both rounds out our number I, two I and like tells us what each like of our number ones clean are. Swap Arvamero and Surfer picks. Yeah. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, almost. It's one off. But I think yeah. what's what's interesting about this reality for Matt and I is Matt and I talked about bottoming out the Zoom X feeling, that kind of perception in the Vimero, but we didn't feel like we bottomed out this shoe, which David did. And so I think that's a really interesting experience, experiential difference. Um, I do think part of that could be the 
uh, rocker design on this shoe and the amount of beveling there is in the heel, it might help us transition a little bit better. But I found this to be step in, as you said, David, is wicked soft in this shoe and just standing and walking around. Um, I, I would say, thankfully, as I start running, it just kind of gets a little bit rhythmic and, and does firm up a little bit on the run. So I agree with you there. Um, and I don't have enough miles on this to talk about how would it hold up to 300 miles or 400 miles, which I do think would be interesting when you think yeah, about the cloud tech like because yeah. the, the bridges are really important. And if you put more stress through a smaller structure for a long time, reaching point of failure or not necessarily failure in a foam case, but just breakdown of the kind of structure of that. I do think this would be an interesting shoe for someone on our team to bring to, you know, at least 200 and just talk about that difference because it is held together by these bridges. And I just think it would be interesting. And I agree with you, Matt, this is the first on shoe that has actually felt super soft. The rest of them are, are pretty firm. Even the monster, yeah, the, the monster, I, would say yeah, monster I agree. The monster yeah. was, I would say closer to like, Nimbus 26, Ride Detective. 17, if we were putting it in this list, it would be right around there where it yeah. feels really nice. And I loved it for long runs, but not yeah. soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't feel soft. So It felt responsive to me, but not like like resilient, but not well, soft. That speedboard does feel pretty. Loved it. Like my fingers That's a good point. right about there. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, high. Like it was yeah. pretty close to the footbed. Another super, just totally off topic, the OnCloud Monster, I have seen quite a bit on the feet of people that stand all day or that are recreational walkers who have said like, this is the softest shoe I've ever felt. Um, a couple people in Costco that was like, Hey, I noticed what you're wearing. And they're like, Oh yeah, this is the softest thing I've ever felt. And I used to wear other running shoes like Bondi and stuff like that. They're describing that as being way softer. I'm like, that's so interesting. Well, we all know what our softest shoe is from this list. It's the New Balance More V4. Wow. This is how I would describe as kind of that mushy soft. I think for me, step in is soft and on the run is is cushy soft. They widen the platform so it doesn't feel unstable. We've actually put this, Matt, you've talked about this shoe being a stable neutral shoe. Yeah. But I, I think it is a very like prototypically soft shoe. This yep. and the New Balance 1080 V13, that is also extremely soft and is even more narrow. So I would say those two shoes for me are definitely on that kind of, like I said, quintessential softness. And interestingly, right, these are EVA-based shoes. And I think that we conflate property to sensation. And these are EVA shoes. It feels super soft. It's uh, fresh. I, I got right? it. I think, yeah. I think yeah, it's fresh, fresh foam, I think it's a blend. I think I don't think it's like a pure. And to be They're fair. They're never super clear. Yeah, to be fair, to shout out to uh, Andrew Paulson from Saucony that even today's EVA is not the same thing. Everything is a blend and it's being done really differently. But to your point, yes, technically, technically, but don't undercut like when it comes to softness, not responsiveness, not resiliency, but definitely compliance. You can still create a really soft foam. And I think the more for me did that and I but I just love geometrically how they did it, where the wide base, the sidewalls just still made it stable for me but yeah it was soft the 1080 version 13 in my opinion is on an entirely different level of softness from the more like the 1080 really version soft. 13 is the softest shoe i think i might may have ever tried ever it's wicked soft Dang, yeah i want to try it but it feels nice david do you want my pair i'm it, it's too soft for me to run extensively and i, I, I like it i, I appreciate think that there's one thing i probably don't need more of yeah more shoes yeah, <laughs> we have enough um, to test. 
what we what we should also just give a shout out. So we made our list uh, and we sent it out to the team. We didn't create our orders until, or we didn't reveal our orders till now. Andrea, who's not here, uh, joked about how joked seriously in a serious way that the more V four is a very firm shoe. So we don't have Andrea on this to give her list. Maybe we'll have her uh, report ours to the team. We can put it yeah. on Instagram or something. I think it would be interesting. But there we go. We've we've gone through it, and I think I think something that I'm wondering is the three of us communicate a lot about perceptions and footwear and we tend to think similarly about how we define these different terms because just because we define it this way doesn't mean that a certain company does or another runner um, and that's why we asked the subjective we did but we are probably more on the same page than a lot of other people who would just kind of get these who aren't communicating on a literally daily basis so that could be playing a role in that our subjective perception is related to our definitions and that's why they're similar but what i did uh i just want to kind of list our consensus order what i did is i created uh from you know the most firm to the softest and i ascribed points to each position so if it was the 10th softest shoe it would get one point if it was the ninth softest shoe and you have the two totals already the softest yeah, I, I've been doing it this nice whole time. Thing. And then if it was the softest shoe, um, it would be it would get ten points. So uh, I'll kind of go from firm to soft. So all of us agreed that the Hyperion Max on this list was the firmest of them all. Um, so that one was our number ten with three points. Number nine was the Clifton Nine, which had seven points. Uh, that one came in at the second most firm for both David and I, and then third most for Matt. So pretty pretty close to the top. Then at number eight, we had the Ride Seventeen, um, which was right around that number three and number four for all of us. Then um, we had a, oh, tied with the Ride 17 was the Nova Blast 4. Then coming in at number six was the Nimbus 26 with 16 points. Then, oh, I sorry, the Ride and the Nova Blast both had 10 points and the Clifton 9 had seven points. I'm saying too many numbers. Sorry, everybody. But coming we'll in, tied, tied for number five, we had the Vomero 17 and the Alpha Fly 3. Both of those wow. scored 21 points. Then at number three was the Cloud Surfer, which scored 23 points. Number two was the SC Trainer V2 with 24 points. And then finally, the More V4, which got all 30 points for this rankings. So there's our there's our consensus picks from 10 to 1 for the list that we just created. Any reflections from this exercise and what, what y'all think about? Yeah, it's interesting to me again that where we thought we were going to disagree seriously and then we ended up being fairly consistent. I know you talked about this, but it was the same thing for Dave and I in terms of stability. Um, yeah, it was just interesting. And I'm very, I really, really want, like for those of you listening, please, please comment. if you Even if you haven't tried all these, like please just throw some stuff out because we'd love to see if our perceptions are similar to yours or different. So please don't be afraid to disagree because it's just more data for us, which is really cool because again, subjective experience is so different. We know this, you know, for those of us, like for me, because I, I teach a lot of stuff on like pain perception and chronic pain, explaining it to students, which is something really important to me because I didn't get that in PT school. So having students understand this and how patients, everyone, our perception of the world can can is, can is be totally different. So it's very interesting to me that we actually share that. So again, please comment on whatever medium um, what you think if you disagree or agree because we and if there's no right or wrong we just want to know because it's just cool interesting how we all see the world or experience it underfoot yeah I mean I think it's interesting right we, we're, we're doing a qualitative podcast and we still try to quantify it 
And <laughs> so yeah, true. that's no, no, but this, yeah. is, this, is a fair, this is a fair point because you can make a, an actual study, go put it through an IRB, go do the thing, do your subjective qualitative data and then make some kind of, uh, not a rubric, but you can, you can essentially get data points out of subjective data. And you can yeah. say like, okay, so this percentage of people like that, that's that. Like you can kind of scale things that way, right? And you can take qualitative data and create something numerically. Then that can all go by the wayside because it's qualitative data. And where I'm going with this is that there was a unanimous shoe as the softest on the top here, and Andrea would completely disagree. And if you look at the football game today, all of the numbers pointed at the Dallas Cowboys. Everyone <laughs> on the planet was looking. I, I'm being serious, though. Like quantitatively know, speaking, the chances of this, this happening. If this shoe was a football team, what like would it the, be? Like the chances from a number standpoint. You know, like don't add up and then it goes wildly in the other direction. So just like how that can happen, you know, in sports on any given day, that can happen on a shoe on someone's foot any given day. And everyone's going to have a different opinion, if not more so. How tired, how tired you are can definitely affect how a shoe feels underfoot. I think there's something else. So one thing you can compare is this group of qualitative data, which might create a consensus compared to this person's qualitative data, which could be against the consensus, like you just mentioned. The other thing we don't have is what is that scientific definition of compliance and resilience for each of these foams or the shoes conglomerate? We don't have that comparison for this list. I would love if we had that to now say, hey, we created this list of consensus. Does it match at all with the design of these shoes and how you define define compliance or resilience or some combination? I think that would be fascinating, but we don't have that data. I, I would bet money that it didn't necessarily match. It might be somewhat close, but it wouldn't match. For some reason, I'm thinking... I have a feeling that we've had a couple conversations. would come yeah. out soft. I think that Maybe. would be much higher up. And then, like we said, it, not to say it's not soft, it is soft. But the other things kind of firm it up. We, we've talked – this is slightly off topic. We've talked to several companies about like numbers versus like personal preference and perception. We have several companies who have said, yes, we have elite athletes and we test them and we find of our racing line, this shoe is the most economical for our athlete. And the, the athlete will end up choosing something different because they perceive that it's faster for them or feels better for them. So I think, again, that perception and the psychology behind performance and perception is extremely important and encourage people to really, yes, there are numbers out there. I get it. We're not poo-pooing all numbers, okay? Their numbers can play an important role, but they may or may not correlate with what your experience is. And we have enough data at this point to know that a lot of times comfort can be a really important factor for individual performance and various things. So it's don't, yeah, you can look at the numbers, but don't forget to learn what feels good for you. I think that's been a kind of overarching theme for us is yes, we have numbers, but because people are so different and we know that from the evidence currently is going, you have to learn what works for your body. And you may also have to learn what you perceive as soft and firm. Or what you're used to. Right, yeah. And I think a great example of this is the Atlanta trials with the debut of the Nike Alpha Fly 1 when uh, a lot yeah. of Nike athletes who now have this new shoe that they've tested to the nines and they still are opting for their 4% or was it, it was next percent at that time, next percent one? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were still opting for that because that's what they're used to. And really the only one you saw wear it were the people that were stoked to get a pair or Galen Rupp. 
Right. You know, and it was like, it was like anyone who was actually running for Nike for the most part didn't actually run in the shoe and they put all this work into it. And then obviously that changes later down the line. But I mean, it shows you when something's new and someone's used to something, they might not want to do it, even if they, even if they perceive it to be faster. If they're not used to it and they don't know how it's going to perform, that also changes things. Well, that that was my comment not to go off the rails on the Alfly 3, where when I first put the shoe on, I was like, holy moly, like I would not race in this right now. And now that I've gotten like 25, 30 miles and I the shoe's broken into me and I've broken into the shoe and I'm used to it, now I'm going, okay, I know how to control the shoe. Now this would be my top pick right now for, for racing. But when I pulled it out the first couple of miles, absolutely not. Because I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm perceiving here. Like, I don't know how to do what to do with this. So... Yeah, making sure you're comfortable with your race day pick is really important. It doesn't just because you're most economical doesn't mean you're gonna PR. It could be the opposite where you can only control it for so long and then everything falls apart. So or you might be fine. I don't know. So this is not an episode about maximalism. However, I think um one study we didn't bring up in the beginning that we meant to was a study that looked at the biomechanical implications to softer versus firmer shoes. Um and one of the major biomechanical differences that they noticed when they put somebody in a softer shoe, all of these shoes would qualify um, as being similar to or more soft than the study shoe. Uh, this was back in 2016. So just think about how much technology has changed since then. This is all softer than that. What they found is that the softer shoe resulted in higher leg stiffness, meaning that there is less um, compliance through your knee and your hip and your ankle that you stiffened up all your joints. A lot of that is to be reflexive for the softness underneath your foot, the lack of perception of the ground, you have a reflexive stiffening. There are two potential things with that. Higher leg stiffness may lead to increased loading rates. Higher stiffness also can increase running economy. So there's lots of trade-offs with what happens when you run with a stiffer limb. Or in the same way, somebody who has patellofemoral pain or some sort of chondral defect in the knee who only gets pain at a certain degrees, maybe 35 degrees or something of knee bending because that's where their chondral defect comes in contact. If you have a shoe that's so soft that it stiffens you up, you could avoid that chondral defect and have less pain with running. So there's lots of potential implications for the reality of like stiffening with softer shoes, but that is a consideration. If you're like, should I run in something super soft or firmer? That's a a studied biomechanical difference that we've seen is like stiffness in response to the amount of softness underneath your foot. So is that softness in terms of stack height or softness in terms of subjective feel? They were doing the soft. This was um, they were looking at compliance numbers. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, also partially trolling. Oh, thanks. No, that's it's actually a fair, it's a fair question. But at the same time, it's like <laughs> yes, because we just went on that whole rant <laughs> yes. about softness, and then like what it. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. This is <laughs> totally. This is totally on point. Okay, so what is a softer shoe? <laughs> so totally. I want to. I'm somebody. Correct me because I'm not remembering this, but Malazo did a study where he was looking at injury prevention and doing a prospective study, and I can't remember if they found if it was cushioning was the term or if they used the term softer shoes. They used cushioning. I think, they, I think they used cushioning. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because and I want to be careful that people don't take anything that we're saying as like, oh, you're going to like have reduced injury just because. Yeah, that that little variable right there of going, yeah, you have reflex of stiffening that can actually increase joint loading so in some people as nathan mentioned that actually might be a great thing because it helps like you know you're not going to go through as big a range of motion you may not load a defect or something like that but other people might feel like wow i'm actually more sore 
after running in this units because yeah you're you're utilizing more muscle you're stiffening up in a way that that might happen that actually can increase joint loading it doesn't mean you're going to get like joint arthritis things with more cushion shoes or necessarily with less it just means that some people are going to react in a way that you shouldn't think oh softer is better it's what works for you yeah what works for you and you find optimal is best well everybody thanks for coming on this journey with us where we talked about softness of shoes we took a group of 10 shoes that we've all ran in and we ranked them uh, and we came up with our consensus picks again we want to hear your thoughts you can share them on our social media posts you can find us at docs of running share them on youtube and you can watch this uh, podcast on YouTube if you want, or you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, if you have it in you to take two minutes to go and you know rate and leave a review for this podcast, that is an extreme help to us. Um, in fact, I think you know I think the ratio of people who have reviewed to listen is less than one percent, like far less than one percent. Um, yeah, far, far less than 1%. So take that time and go review it. That would be awesome. Otherwise, we look forward to talking to y'all next time. Oh, Matt, you got something to say? I'm going to give you a choice. Either please go review our stuff or what rates what you think the best flavor of shoe is. So go lick a, a midsole. And, no, I'm just kidding. Please go review our <laughs> And that's all, folks. Great. I'm glad that we stayed on for that. <laughs> <laughs> have, a great, have a great night, BJ, everybody. don't cut that. <laughs> Keep it in. Bye, y'all. Thank you.